conversation. Is surveyed a situation and understood that with this action, with this strike, that he would create a giant smokescreen that clouds and distracts around the issue of impeachment. You know, when some people die, we, you know, um, you don't know what the impact's going to be. When Princess Diana died, for example, there was a huge emotional outpouring. Uh, these kinds, we, Elvis Presley in our culture. It turns out that this general we killed was a beloved hero of the Iranian people to the point where look at the people we've got pictures of now. These enormous crowds coming out. There's no American emotion in this case, but there's a hell of a lot of emotion on the other side. He was a war hero, the commander of Iran's feared Quds Force. Qasem Soleimani was no ordinary general. The U.S. officially classified him as a terrorist, but in Iran, he was a national hero. I feel ill a little bit um, because of, of everything that is taking place. And I think every time I hear about, com- I hear of conversations around war, I find my, myself um, being stricken with uh, PTSD. Good morning, Robin. I have been in the midst of anti-American protests in Iran before, but nothing like this. A powerful combination of grief and anger with shouts of death to America echoing through the streets around us. He's regarded as personally incredibly brave. The troops love him. I was trying to think of somebody, I was thinking of de Gaulle. A revered figure in Iran and some other places in the Middle East. Smart, charismatic, ruthless, strategic, and bold. His power made Iranians proud. You know, Russia has been implicated under Putin with assassinating dissidents. So once you're in the business of assassination, you unleash some very, very terrible forces. Soleimani was in charge of spreading Iranian influence around the world, and he was extremely good at it. He is the, think of the French Foreign Legion, you know, if you will. By killing Qasem Soleimani, the U.S. has stripped Iran of an inspirational military leader. President Trump recklessly assassinated Qasem Soleimani. He had no evidence of an imminent threat or attack. And as girls, things can happen to our bodies that are not our choice. And I wouldn't have been able to do this without employing a woman's right to choose. But the people who wrote the Constitution did not understand that slavery was a bad thing and did not respect civil rights. There's two ways people know when something is important. One, when it's so clear when it's passed that everybody understands it, and no one did understand Obamacare including the way it was rolled out and the gentleman's right said you could keep your doctor if you wanted to and you couldn't keep your doctor if you wanted to necessarily he's dead right about that i have unfortunately um, responsibilities to save our country Okay, I want to thank Steve Deese. He's the one that uh, his program put that together for Blaze TV. I just totally stole it from the uh, the website because I thought it was appropriate. That was the week last week with Democrats in the country, and that was members of the press. And what's interesting about this is that there's all these fact checks out there. And it would I, I found kind of funny that you would even fact check these sorts of things, but we've now gotten to the point where we just fact check everything. Like the president retweeted an obvious fake meme of Pelosi and Schumer. <clears throat> she was she was wearing, obviously, a traditional Islamic garb. They were standing in front of the Iranian flag, and he tweeted it out. And again, he just retweeted a meme, and it was a joke. And like, <laughs> so when I posted about it on Twitter, I was like, here come the fact checks. And sure enough, people are fact checking. They didn't actually do this. Yeah, no kidding. It's an obvious Photoshop. It's not even well done. That's the whole point of it. This is the, We're at a point now 
where we have to make our memes so low quality so as to not confuse the other side that we were taking them seriously because they keep getting really upset about all of these things. Uh, Boogaloo, which, by the way, is in the title of this live stream today, uh, which has a very specific meaning regarding uh, not just civil war or conflict with the government, but also politics. But now what's happening is the media is redefining what Boogaloo means. So they're going out there and they're changing the definition of it. Now it's a far right or an alt right call for revolt and revolution. Of course, that's not what it is, but I digress. That's just it is what it is. You know, whenever the press doesn't like something that is catching on, they either say that this is code for some white supremacist alt right thing or they say radical groups have now basically circumvented the original meaning. They've co-opted what this actually is defined as, and we can no longer use these perfectly normal, long-standing definitions, words, terminology that we have had in our culture and our society forever. Because just you know, a couple of people on, on social media or whatever have said some bad things, and we don't like what they have said, and therefore we're just going to go ahead and throw it all out. And, and that's just kind of where we're at. So they're running around and they're fact-checking all of this stuff. And um, there was there were some cartoons that were floating around about, and I posted one of them on my new Instagram today, where you have the American press crying. And somebody's asking, is that the Iranian media? No, it's the U.S. media. They're crying about Soleimani's death. And there's fact-checks out there saying that nobody in, in, the, um, in the media were, were kind of mourning his death. Yeah, you did. You expressed sorrow and sadness and you played these clips of him citing poetry and you talked about all of the amazing things he did in his community and all of that stuff. Hey, every tyrant does good things in their community. Every single one of them. Hitler was known for doing really good things for the right Germans. Okay. Stalin did some really good things for the right communists. Okay. Everybody... Like I said, there's no universal good, no universal bad when it comes to human beings. There's always a mix of it. You know, it depends on do you have more bad or more good. Uh, is is your bad evil or is it just your jerk? You know that sort of thing. Is your good just yeah go along to get along? Or is your good really you know almost saintly? And this is just this is what they do. So they twist it all up. So that's I mean that's just a little montage that Steve D's put together for his program from the press last week since they're trying to say that none of that happened. It absolutely happened. And they're still running around. Now, you got the CEO of the uh, some Canadian food company, I guess as a friend who lost their wife in that airline um, that was now admittedly shot down by the Iranians. So Iran has finally admitted that they did shoot it down. Human error. We'll get to that here in just a second. Of course, you want to respond to any of that. Feel free to do so. 574-2595-3. Be happy to take your phone call. But they're running around and trying to fact check this stuff. Um, they absolutely did it. 100%. So Iran admits that they shoot this airplane down and everybody is still running around trying to blame Trump for it. Iran adopted the American media talking point and what many prominent Democrats, including those who are running for office right now, had adopted was that this is all Donald Trump's fault. And this CEO of this Canadian food company, he did that too. He said, it's Donald Trump's fault that my friend's wife is now dead Etc. 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 And once again, um, the Iranians started it. And the Iranians killed hundreds of Americans. The Iranians killed an American the day that we launched the attack. And the Iranians are the ones that did not secure their airspace from civilian aircraft immediately after launching a military strike. 
on a foreign country. So, and then the Iranians shot it down. That's all them, okay? That's not us. That's them. And this goes back to what I've been saying now for some time. Nobody who is expressing outrage about our response to what Iran has done, nobody had that outrage when Iran was doing those things. None of them did. They were all pretending that we were all, you know, we were all great. We all got along. There was no issues. I almost said we're kosher, but I don't think I'm allowed to say that without being accused of being bigotry, uh, since we're talking about Persians here. But if you are dealing with a terrorist regime that has killed hundreds of your people, maimed hundreds, maybe thousands more, is carrying out terrorist attacks, killed an American that day, okay, was attacking an embassy that day, had data that suggested they were going to attack other targets here in the short future. Um, and Dan Crenshaw, representative, um, he was talking about how, uh, he, he basically called out Adam Schiff, and he said, I was there when they presented the intelligence to you, and there was, according to our intelligence community, there was an imminent threat of attack by Soleimani. So, again, we have come from you're unpatriotic if you don't believe every single thing that the FBI and the CIA says. That's what the Democrats are trying to say when we uncover this conspiracy against the president. You're unpatriotic if you don't believe every single solitary word that the intelligence community has to say. To now, we don't believe what the intelligence community told us about Soleimani and imminent threats on American lives. Those are the same Democrats, the literal same ones, not broad stroking it here, the exact same people. Like Adam Schiff, prime example. And when they give a press conference and they go, we don't have any data. That's not what the intelligence community presented to members of Congress. They presented them with something entirely different. And the people who are in that meeting have made it very clear that, yeah, they presented us evidence that they believe there was an imminent threat of attack. And that we needed to respond. We've learned a lot more about the attack, actually. Uh, we also, again, we have confirmation that the Iranians did, in fact, shoot down the plane. They're now blaming human error after initially denying this entire thing and trying to cover it up by bulldozing the site. And then, of course, blaming uh, President Trump for the entire thing by adopting the the American media talking points on this and uh, presidential candidates for the Democratic Party, their talking points on it. And now they finally admitted that they did, in fact, shoot it down. Ukraine's ticked. Uh, Ukraine is demanding all sorts of stuff, but you know, whether they get it, we'll see. But we've also learned that the president authorized this strike months ago. And I'll tell you why. Coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company. Again, rbcarcompany.com. Check out the latest promos and special offers today. So Trump authorized the Soleimani strike in June. In June. So, again, this kind of goes with the, the media runs out there. Uh, this impulsive guy who's angry about things and dangerous with foreign policy. He goes out there and he does this stuff just kind of willy-nilly and doesn't think it through. This was something that was planned back in June. And, of course, we've been going through the history of his tweets and his verbal spats with various members of the Iranian regime for, you know, a couple of years now. And he made it very clear. He's like, don't threaten us. Certainly don't hurt an American. And when they continue to do that, 
and they continue to violate the nuclear deal, which they have done, okay? Uh, they violated... Here's the thing. We know that they have violated the UN resolution co-component to it. There is dispute about how far they have violated, if at all, the actual document itself, okay? But there is a... People forget that there's two components to the Iran nuclear deal, and one was a UN, a UN resolution, which they definitively violated early on and have continued to violate since. But because it's the UN, you know, they, again, they have no teeth. They don't enforce anything. So we've got all of, all of this happening and the president basically telling them, you know, stop messing with us. Stop attacking shipping. Stop taking people hostage. Stop doing all that stuff. So in June, he greenlit an operation to take care of Soleimani, who, again, had been de declared for many years a terrorist uh, by the United States government going back to at least the Obama administration, right? So President Trump in June authorized the option of killing senior Iranian commander Qasem Soleimani if Iranian aggression led to the death of Americans, according to NBC. The conditions for an operation targeting Soleimani were that it would be a response to Iran killing Americans and that the president would have to personally sign off on the order. There have been a number of options presented to the president over the course of that time, according to a senior official, to NBC again, uh, saying that an operation to kill Soleimani was put on the table some time ago. December 27th, the Iran-backed militia uh, Katab Hezbollah launched over 30 rockets at a U.S. military base in Iraq, killing an American contractor and wounding four military personnel. Trump decided to respond at the time of the airstrike uh, with, uh, on those Hezbollah positions, but the group then led several days of protests at the American embassy in Baghdad, and that's how this whole thing spun out of control. It all spun out of control because a terrorist group that is funded, trained, and organized by Soleimani on behalf of the Iranian government launched an attack on Americans and killed one. That's, that's the thing that everybody is leaving out of their news coverage of all of this. And so, because of that, the President of the United States authorized this, this operation to go forward. And apparently, we knew everywhere that this guy went, from everything that I understand, is basically we were tied at the hip to this dude. And so everywhere he went, we knew where he was going. We always had tabs on him. It's not like he was hiding or anything. He gets off the plane, gets into the, uh, the car, boom, and it goes up. By the way, we're also finding out that U.S. Special Forces were actually trailing his vehicle when he got hit uh, just to do all the confirmation stuff. So they got there, took a bunch of pictures and all of that. We saw a lot of that stuff show up over the weekend on the Internet. We had some pictures of Soleimani's hand and his ring in particular, but... Uh, some of the aftermath of that attack have also been posted over the, the past weekend. And then, of course, you know, Iran shoots down this civilian airliner. Now, I want to bring a couple of things up again, even though I, I, I'm well aware that you've heard this a million times. I just have to reset, okay? Iran had just launched a military strike against an Iraqi base with U.S. troops there, right? Now, again, the intelligence suggests they intentionally missed. We're now hearing it's because of a back-channel communication with the president. The president said, if you're going to respond, don't overplay your hand. So essentially the president of the United States, from what we understand, according to this report that came out today, is he told the Iranians, if you're going to respond, you had better not hurt anybody. Because if you do, you're going to pay for it dearly. And then of course we know that the Iranians missed. Now there are some of you out there, we took phone calls on Friday who think that the Iranian missiles are just that bad. Uh, others, seem to suggest that it was intentional and most of the military infrastructure 
suggest that this was an intentional miss. It was supposed to be a message. And then they went to their own news networks and lied about the body count. They got MSNBC to lie about the body count and everything else. So anyway, I want to take it back to 2016 because Iran never should have allowed a civilian airliner to fly after they had just launched a military strike, especially when it was within the window of a response. They never should have allowed a military aircraft to take off, period. Minutes after it takes off, it shot down out of the sky early on. We had all of the information that suggested that it was Iran that did it, um, and Iran has now finally admitted it after trying to cover it up and lying to everybody, bulldozing the site, taking all of the parts away, uh, pretending that the black boxes and everything were damaged and all that other stuff, right? Back in 2016, a senior Iranian commander admitted, uh, wait, a senior Iranian commander who admitted to Iran's role in the recent downing of a Ukrainian air, airplane also bragged in 2016 that even the youngest Iranian officers have unilateral authority to conduct strikes like the one that downed the Ukrainian plane, killing every civilian aboard. So the Washington Free Beacon obtained a video of the same guy, this General Amir Ali Haji Hajizadeh, the head of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Okay, Now he's a part of the Aerospace Division there. He said over the weekend that his country accepts full responsibility for the airstrike that brought down the Ukrainian commercial plane. He also said that his country's forces were on high alert following a ramp up in military tensions with the United States. Another reason why civilian aircraft should not have been flying in your airspace, period. U.S. officials familiar with the situation says that it is likely Iran mistakenly shot down the Ukrainian jet fearing a retaliatory strike by the U.S., okay? Now, in 2016, he bragged about Iran's desire to launch attacks and is likely going to raise fresh concerns about the possibility of further strikes on commercial airlines flying in and around Iranian airspace. Uh, also, probably don't do business in Iran. So, again, 2016, he's bragging, even our youngest military officers have the authority to shoot these things down. Uh, at Unilateral authority. They don't need approval from anybody. So, again, whether or not it was an accident or they were trying to blame the United States, I'll leave that up to you. We put that poll up on, on Twitter last week. Most people felt it was an attempt to frame, uh, and then others felt that it was an, an attempt. It was close. Others felt it was just an accident. Um, so let's see. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, the president also tweeted in Farsi to the Iranian people who are protesting, and lots of them are protesting. You heard in the news sound bites there that, um, that there was a lot of people who mourned Soleimani, and there were. But we also have reports that a lot of them were forced to do it or paid to do it. Okay. And there's a lot of Iranians elsewhere that really are happy that he is dead. So liken it to one of our rallies. Okay. You've got the pink hat rally thing that happened. And that is a overwhelming minority of the country who believe what they believe. But they still have big rallies and things like that. And it, it showcases well for the news. Um, but Trump sent out support for the protesters. Of course, he told Iran not to kill their protesters. Iran now is using live rounds against the protesters. Uh, although I don't have any reports of them killing anybody. I have reports of them shooting a lot of people in the legs, which is interesting. Um, but one of the, one of the, I think, most interesting aspects of this, and of course it's not getting major coverage in the U.S., is at one of the universities in Iran, Somebody had put down American and Israeli flags to trample at the university, and the protesters who are protesting the Iranian government are refusing to step on those two flags. 
So they're not even just bypassing the U.S. flag and going onto the Israeli flag. They're refusing to step on either flag. And the few people who do actually walk across those flags are getting chastised by the crowd. I posted video of this. It's amazing to see. And, I mean, I hope it works out. Obviously, I don't expect there to be any significant changes or anything like that uh, here soon. But I really don't, do hope it works out for the Iranian people. Because, like I said, you go back to the 70s and they were a thriving, beautiful, advanced country with freedoms. And, and uh, they've lost all of that. And I want to see them get that again. It would be great to see that. Plus, the world would be more stable if they got that back. But we'll ultimately see. I'll cover a lot more of this stuff that I didn't get to here in the 5 o'clock hour, but we'll have to wait till then. Got a lot to cover until that time. The live stream is back up, okay? So you go to YouTube.com slash host or Twitch.tv slash host. That's C-A-S-E-Y. The live stream is back. First time we've live streamed since before the holiday break. And it is back up and running. So and it's so far so good on the uh, the quality of it. Seems to be working pretty well. So again, YouTube or Twitch at Casey the host. We got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595. 953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. I want to talk to you about all natural CBD. So natural CBD, this is an amazing product. Again, go through the whole story. Uh, they were brought to me, people I know, by the way, and have known for some time in the community, and they said, look, we know that you don't endorse anything you don't try, so we're going to give you some bottles of this. I want you to try it for a week and just let us know you know, how things go. Now, this is a CBD lotion, okay? It's not a cream. It's not an oil. It's a lotion. So it'll soothe and moisturize your skin and, and you know, and it absorbs. So you're not walking around with a bunch of white, nasty stuff all over your body. So I started using it, I think, two or three days after I got it. I had some neck pain in the middle of the night, which is common for me. I sleep weird and I've got old neck injuries, and so that happens. And usually when I get this particular neck pain, I can't go back to sleep. I'm just, I'm up the rest of the night because it hurts so bad. So I figured I would try it. And the pain went away within three minutes. It was gone. And very similar thing happened to me just last week, although this one was down more on my shoulder. And I put the the CBD on. And in fact, I didn't even find out until yesterday that it was the 250 milligram. It wasn't even 500 milligram that, that I usually keep on my bedside that people keep stealing from me. Yes, my relatives are stealing my CBD lotion from me. Uh, but it was the 250, and it worked. Again, a couple minutes, uh, pain was gone. Went right back to sleep, didn't have any more issues with it. It's a phenomenal product, and we have heard from hundreds of listeners who have used it and are buying second bottles, and we've got coworkers who use it and swear by it. It's just a great product. If you have minor aches and pains, arthritis, fibromyalgia, uh, if you are a gym rat and you exercise and you want to make sure that, uh, that your muscles are not sore after your workout, Put some of this on before you work out, a little bit more after you work out, and you're going to feel great. And you get four ounces of this in this bottle, and you get 250 or 500 milligrams. This is full-spectrum CBD, which is what you want. You don't want to isolate. You want full-spectrum. It is made right here in the United States of America. It's a veteran-owned company. It is a phenomenal product, and it just works. And for the 500 milligrams, it's only $19.99. So it is at least three times as big as the competition while being at least a third of the price. So all you have to do is go to allnaturalcbd.org, allnaturalcbd.org, use coupon code KC10, 
Save yourself 10%. If you want to get it locally, go to any local eSig Works and they have it as well. And that promo code still works at any local eSig Works. Again, allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10. All right. Speaking of Boogaloo, uh, Virginia. Virginia's got some updates too. Um, this is hysterical, by the way. We, I've told you for weeks now, pay attention to Virginia. Uh, I don't cover it every single day, and I know that some of you want me to cover it every single day. It's you can't do that, all right? But when there's a development in it, we will update you just as we have continued to do throughout this entire process. So gun owners basically descended on the Capitol, all right? So they banned firearms in the Capitol last week. There's several pieces of legislation that have been introduced in Virginia, and they're all anti-Second Amendment stuff, right? Now, the governor is kind of backing off of his initial support for AR-15 bans, the guy who got caught wearing blackface and racist costumes and then admitted it and then tried to do I, so one of the cringiest things I think I saw all year last year was when he offered to still do the moonwalk. You remember that? When he offered to do the moonwalk and his wife shut him down and he's at that press conference? That's why I was dressed up in, in blackface because I was going to do the moonwalk. I'm pretty good at the moonwalk. And so a reporter, to their credit, asked him to do it. Okay, very sly way of getting this guy to commit career suicide. And his wife said no. And then he goes, oh, my wife says that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> and you've got all of these, these liberal reporters now who demanded that he step down, as many people did on both sides, who are now saying, oh, it was the wrong thing to demand this guy step down. He's been great for Virginia. No, he hasn't been great for Virginia. Virginia right now is an absolute mess. And this is probably the closest we have come to a major shooting incident involving government versus the citizens in a long, long time. Okay, So they've descended on the Capitol, and there's some pieces of legislation that the governor will not vocally say that he supports. We assume privately he does. It all depends on if he believes it'll be career suicide for him to sign them into law. Virginia is uh, pretty pro-gun, but there is a political split that is dead even in that state. Uh, the gun owners are attending the National Rifle Association's Legislative Action Day at the Virginia State Capitol in Richmond because that is when the first hearings on the issue start in the Virginia State Senate. Now, here's the funniest part about this entire thing. So the NRA, if you go to this event, they're passing out free 30-round magazines, <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, gold. Uh, <laughs> and they're good ones too. They're magpuls. I mean, you got you're passing out P mags. I don't know what generation P mag they are, but it doesn't really matter, does it? So they're handing out a thousand thirty round P mags. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is. I mean, honestly, the NRA hasn't done anything that good in a long, long time. So I wish them the best of luck. I hope this thing dies down a little bit, and I hope that these bills die, but. Um, you know, we'll see. Keep a very close eye on Virginia, folks. This is very close to erupting. And and again, be aware, the media is going to smear this as a bunch of white supremacists, uh, sovereign citizens, and things like that. They're going to find any little thing to exploit in the press to turn the general public against the pro-Second Amendment people that are there who are just your average everyday people who just don't want the government to infringe upon their Second Amendment rights. But they're going to do everything they can to spin it that way. So the people in Virginia also need to police their own ranks to make sure none of those folks who might very well 
okay, might very well be bird dogs. And if they're bird dogs, which means they're actually anti-gun, but they're there to go ahead and pretend that they are pro-gun and then start something, they've got to make sure that those people, the Robert Creamer group type folks, don't infiltrate their ranks and then cause a problem. So they're going to have to be very, very careful about how they handle this. But uh, so far, so good. Hopefully, hopefully it, it doesn't escalate and some sanity comes back to Virginia, but we'll see. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Well, Bree finally made the call. My oldest daughter is finally going to get her ears pierced. So I actually made an appointment at Impress Jewelry Creations to do that next week. They do do that. I, I had no idea if they did that. Um, we knew that we didn't want to take her to the mall. We did consider a couple of tattoo and piercing shops, which are, you know, fine options as well. But my wife was like, why don't you just call Impress and see if he does it? I'm like, oh, okay, so I did. And Bill was like, yeah, we totally do it. We usually do it by appointment just to make sure that we have, you know, the supplies. And he talked about the hermetically sealed device that they use and all of that stuff. So Bree is officially a go for ear piercing next week. We'll see how, how that goes. I will report back. But, you know, Impress Jewelry Creations is an amazing place anyway. And I've been getting a lot of a lot of listener messages about how well they were treated when they went into Impress. And when I hear from Bill how many of my listeners are going into Impress Jewelry Creations, it means a lot. And and the fact that they're taking care of you and you're trusting me and going in there to see the amazing stuff that they have over at Impress Jewelry Creations um, really, really is amazing. Um, you know, look, the, the jewelry industry is changing, okay? Everything else is changing, too. And, and the jewelry industry is much like a lot of things like manufacturing and things like that, where, you know, a lot of these big chain places are getting their stuff done in a lab in China, and they're having these mass-produced, so the quality is going down, you know? And, and they're putting the exact same foreign manufactured piece in all of their stores, whether they're in a mall or or if they just have a chain, you know, that goes across the country. Impress Jewelry Creations is doing everything they can to not do that. They're doing everything they can to source things in the United States. They've got the four goldsmiths uh, right there in the back of the building, which they, they don't send things out um, anymore, especially unless they're specialized. You know, they do a lot of this work in-house, literally in the back. When you walk in there, you can see back in the uh, in the room where they have all of their artisans back there making these amazing one-off pieces that you can't get anywhere else. And... It's just a phenomenal place. You know, for more than 20 years, Bill has built relationships around the entire world. He can acquire things that nobody else can acquire, and they have their new line of jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces that you are not going to find any at any location anywhere else. I mean, this is Impress Jewelry Creations. This is it. This is where their, their stuff is. And if you go there, you are going to get something that is truly unique. It is going to tell a unique story, and you're going to be giving it to somebody that is unique for you and that's what you want you just want that quality you want that customer service you want that selection and you can only get that impress jewelry creation so whether you are trying to say thank you whether you're trying to say i love you or whether you're trying to say i'm sorry impress jewelry creations is the place to go go to impressjewelers.com get more information learn more about them and of course when you go into impress jewelry creations make sure you let them know that i sent you please all right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Well, I thought this story was over, but apparently it is not. County prosecutors say that a special prosecutor should be appointed to determine whether a grieving mother will be charged in an attack on a woman who just 
had been sentenced in that crash that killed her three children. And, of course, we talked about this before. Brittany Ingle is the mom. And after the very light sentence of Alyssa Shepard was handed down, uh, Brittany Ingle did what I think a lot of us would probably do. Maybe some of us would do more. She punched her. She hit her. She lashed out at this woman who had killed three of her kids. And we had heard last week that no charges were going to be filed, but now apparently they're recommending special prosecutors to look at the case and determine whether or not Brittany Ingalls should be charged, which I think is a horrendous waste of time, energy, and money. Um, You can forgive a woman who is lashing out at somebody who killed three of her kids. Whether that was accidental or not is somewhat irrelevant. Three of her kids are gone, and a very light sentence was handed down. And as a society that is supposed to be a compassionate society, I think that most of us can sit back and sympathize with the mother here with her rage and her anger that such a light sentence had been passed down for the person responsible for the deaths of three of their children. But we're not in charge. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Don't forget the live stream is back up and running on YouTube and Twitch at Casey the Host. More coming up next.